The day is Thursday, May 9th here in 2019, and in the past week, Philadelphia went 7-5 with the Phillies going 4-2, the Soul winning their game, the Union winning their game, the Sixers going down 1-2, and, and the Fusion losing their only game this week. So much to talk about, as always, all of this and more, so sit down, relax, and enjoy your ride on The Orange Line. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? I'm great, and I'm your host, Dr. PhD, otherwise known as Pat Haley, your resident 8 for 8 sports podcaster, I guess. That's who I am. Anyway, this is your Philadelphia sports podcast, the only 8 for 8 uh, sports podcast in all of Philadelphia. And um, yeah, it's absolutely great to be here, as always. And, um, well, I, I always say, where do I start? But we start off with where we ended last week, and that was with the Philadelphia 76ers. So, you probably have some opinions about them. At, I mean, at, at least for right now. I mean, the, the Sixers, um, they looked to gain some traction last week. They, uh, they ended up, um... Winning one game, losing one game in Toronto, and coming into Philadelphia, we, at least I, felt very confident with this team in uh, how far they could go. I I sat there and I was like Sixers and six, easy money. Um, so this week has been a, I don't know how to say, it, a a shock. It's been weird to watch, and at one point I didn't watch. I was just, I was completely uninterested. It's, it's not what we really want to see from our team in Philadelphia. I mean, so many things can be said right now. I've, I've had a lot of people come up to me and be like, oh, I, I think that, you know, this guy's the problem. No one's really paying attention to this. No one's, you know, talking about this. This is so messed up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and... Well, some of them are worth talking about, but others, you know, not really so much. But let let's get into it. So one of the things that I keep hearing is pretty much like who to blame for what's been going on with the uh, the Seventy Sixers, and I I I can't really put the blame on anyone. I mean, a lot of people want to point out that Joel Embiid hasn't been being Joel Embiid and. It it seemed like some people I talked to now they're I in my opinion they're a little crazy but some people I talked to said something along the lines of that it's so awful that Joel Embiid would get sick at a time like this in the playoffs doesn't he know how important it is why isn't he eating better foods and why isn't he being smarter about blah 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 like the dude got sick I feel like I won't say it's excusable. 
but like he he got sick so why why is that the worst thing in the world for someone for a human being to be a human being he he just got sick at an unfortunate time it's something that i don't want to see absolutely but it it's something that is you know something that these people have to deal with um so i i can't put the blame on jojo and you know then people say jimmy butler well for the last two games jimmy butler has led the team in scoring and he's one of those players who can step up whenever he needs to and has stepped up when he needed to so you know i'm not really going to throw it on jimmy and you know jj he's you know he's jj he's a good starter we have a great starting five it's just i i won't say that it was on him to win the games anyway he should be draining more shots you know in my opinion but that's just because i want to see my boy you know go off and uh tobias harris well again he's in my mind he's a bit like jj in the sense that like there are three people on this team that are necessarily looked at as these are the guys either the guys that are going to carry us to the win you know, the offense is going to be played around them. They're going to pretty much be in control of the game. And, well, Tobias isn't one of them. But uh, not being able to score points in the fourth quarter, like uh, that game on Sunday, yeah, that's not going to fly with me. Uh, you got you to gotta score, uh, especially in this big of a game, that late in the game. Only two points from you and Ben Simmons. Mm, that's... Uh, it's not what I want to see from my team. I keep saying that. It's because it's the truth. I don't want to see that from my team. And, you know, that that makes me bring up Ben Simmons. And he's the guy that I think is getting a lot of the blame right now. A lot of the fans that I've talked to are like, oh, you know, the guy's too afraid to shoot. He doesn't want to shoot. And, you know, that's what's really hurting this team. He's being selfish. That's what I keep hearing. The guy's selfish. And... No, no, I, I'm not even going to, you know, go over the idea of that because I don't think it's necessarily true, but also at the same time, like, I'm not going to blame a 22-year-old who this is his second season in the league who's led the team to, uh, what is it, back-to-back 50-win seasons. Like, I feel pretty content with uh, Ben Simmons right now in his career and that that's not going to mean that I should feel content about this team. They should fucking play better. And, you know, they they really should buckle down. And the fact that they're not is pissing me off. Because I, I've said it multiple times already. That's not what I want to see for my team. This play is not what I want to see. Which is why I didn't watch Tuesday's game. And thank goodness I didn't. 89 points to 125. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 me being excited about the team. Well, that's me not being excited about the team. But I I am excited about Ben Simmons. He's those facts alone are enough to make me go, yeah, he's a young kid, but these things are really good. So why am I gonna overlook them just because you know he's young in his career but isn't winning an NBA championship yet? I, I don't know. It's it, it's like, in a way, it's not comparable, really. 
But in a way, I see it as like when LeBron James came into the league, everyone was like, this kid's insane. He's going to lead them to so many, you know, championships. And then he didn't at first. Um, But that's the thing. He didn't at first. Now, it makes me scared about the idea of uh, Ben Simmons leaving. But that's a conversation for a different time. I don't really want to talk about it. So what I do want to talk about is what's coming up ahead. The only thing that we can see on the horizon is one, maybe two games. Maybe. So tonight, Thursday, we have our last home game for the series against the Toronto Raptors. And then there's a chance that we could uh, meet them again on Sunday in Toronto, which is going to be a much, much tougher game for us. What do I think? What am I going to say? I think we take it tonight. I think we're able to push to uh, a Game 7. The atmosphere in Philly is going to be so good that they. I feel like they're going to be able to ride it. They better be able to ride it. Um, and then Sunday, I'll honestly say, is a toss-up. It could go either way. Uh, it depends on if people are healthy. It depends on if people want to play. And it depends on how well we played today. I think today is the game that's really going to matter. Uh, obviously, because if we lose, then we're out. But if we win, if we're able to ride that momentum, keep things going into Sunday, there's a good chance that I think we could walk away with this series and go on to meet Milwaukee next week but for right now i gotta stay focused it's tonight as far as everything else well uh we can do a quick rundown on some off seasons we have philadelphia wings sorry um and uh well nothing's really happening with them as of right now they uh they haven't been doing much they haven't been in the news at all so uh, I guess hopefully a good off season, a good rest for them is uh well needed. So take the time, guys. Uh, but that's all for Philadelphia Wings news. So quick segue into the Eagles. They are um, they're another one of those teams that's in their off season. Don't really have much in the news. I was scrolling around on the internet today, trying to find something for them, and you know above. Uh, getting to know the draft class a little bit more. The only kind of piece of news I saw is that the Eagles and um, Lincoln Financial have uh, agreed to extend the naming rights to the stadium for years to come. I think 2032. So I guess that is something that we can look into. Um, But Now we're getting into the meat and potatoes, ladies and gentlemen. Some of the things that uh, are really getting down to the nitty and the gritty. And speaking of gritty, let's talk about the Flyers, why don't we? Um, They're back in the news again. Very controversial, as the Flyers tend to be. Um, So why don't we just get right into it? The Philadelphia Flyers have uh, signed, I guess, hired, signed... Two new assistant coaches for the team, which would be Michael Yeo. Yeo? I'm going to be terrible with names this episode. Sorry about this. To everyone. And Michael Terrian. 
Uh, so they are going to come on as assistant coaches. And from the one person that I see every day who is very opinionated about the Philadelphia Flyers, he came up to me and he goes, did you hear about the signings? I said, yes, I did. What do you think about them? And he goes, um, well, I'm not going to give an opinion, but one of the things I think is that, like, it's really funny that a lot of the fans are going, all right, you got to sign new people, but don't sign these guys, and the Flyers go out and do it anyway. And I sat there, and I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. Why? Because you're making it sound like the Flyers are intentionally going, uh, yeah, let's screw over the fans and just, you know, they said they didn't want these guys, so we're, we're, we're going to hire these guys anyway. I don't think that's the case. Um, I don't really necessarily know their track record, so that's what I'm looking into as of right now. Uh, but from what I've heard other people have said, I haven't seen this myself, but this is all just, you know, word from the grapevine, I guess. But uh, from what I've heard, the, uh, the fans for the old teams that these guys used to coach were not very keen on them, I guess. Um, which is not endearing. But I do see that uh, as a head coach, Yeo had uh, 482 games uh, under his belt with a seemingly winning record, so that's endearing. Hooray. Um, and uh, Michael Therrien, not quite so much. It's a little bit split down the middle, but I think, uh, I don't know, I think we just got to wait and see. I know that's not a very committal answer, but it's it's honestly the truth. We just have to wait, see how things play out. I'm really interested in how all of these teams, uh, how all of these new signings, I should say, uh, kind of jive together, especially with... Um, you know, getting down to the system that Chuck Fletcher wants and getting down to the system that uh, A.V. wants. So, I don't know. The one thing that I hear uh, heard that I thought was worth talking about, at least, is that the, uh, the coaching staff now seems to have that mentality of if you're not going to play well, they're going to get on you for it and they're going to let you know that you're not playing well. Which isn't the worst thing, I guess. I don't know. I think, um, if I'm going to be honest, I think this this could be good for some players like Jake Voracek, where it could possibly whip them into shape, or it could you know, spell out a little bit of what the future is going to be like for this team. Uh so hopefully if players are seemingly just not willing to play, they don't want to play, they're not trying to, I don't know. Um, hopefully it can reignite something, spark something, and you know, I've said it before, but the thing that I really want to uh, see happening in this offseason is the development of some of these younger kids. I think it's important. I think it's needed. Um, but that's 
been all of the Flyers news. I just know that a lot of people are not the most happy with it. I really don't get it. But to each their own, if we keep moving on, though, to some of our other teams that are currently in action, we'll start with the one who had the worst record this week. That's going to be the Philadelphia Fusion. They only had one match. They lost to... Who did they lose to? They lost to San Francisco. San Francisco was a way more terrifying opponent than I uh, necessarily let on to. I know that the uh, the record for Overwatch League weeks, no, stages for um, a map streak, meaning that the team has won continuous maps over and over and over, um, is 22, I believe. Well, it was. Before they got to the Fusion, the San Francisco Shock, I was going to say Spark, uh, were uh, 20 and 0 so far in this stage. And when they met the Philadelphia Fusion, we promptly got 4 0'd. We lost pretty bad, but it's it's not that we lost real bad. It's more that the shock was just on a different level. And uh, it became apparent because, you know, they 4 0 us. That means their streak continued to 24 straight maps, and then they 4 0 their next opponent. A perfect 28 map win uh, stage for them. So, not necessarily... I keep saying it, not necessarily what I want to see from my teams. So it's going to be rough. As we can see here, the uh, stage playoffs are about to happen this week. Big lack of a Philadelphia spotlight. So, upsetty. That's sad. I will give a spoiler for one of my Dr. PhD pick of the weeks. It's going to be uh, Sunday's grand finals of uh, stage two playoffs. Just because, you know, I like seeing top-level play of any sport. And, uh, you know, Overwatch is, uh, you know, just another sport where I love to see what top-tier, top-level play could be. My money right now is on New York Excelsior and the San Francisco Shock, but it all depends on how the playoffs pan out. But that has been the Philadelphia Fusion news. I can't really think of anything else that's been going on other than uh, the All-Star break that's coming up immediately after Stage 2 playoffs. But uh, I I really don't think uh, there's anything going on other than that. And that's after playoffs. So it's, it's kind of out of my realm of what I can foresee right now so we'll move on to another sport it's going to be the philadelphia union they have been incredible of late picking up yet another win in uh in some regular season play gotta love it six to one against new england revolution they whooped them they whooped them real good it was nice to see it felt very cathartic um, just cause, you know, I've already said my gripes about New England. So being able to beat up on them was great. Six goals. Um, I believe if I can remember them off of the top of my head, it was Jack Elliott, 
um, David Akam, uh, Prisblico, or however you say it. Like I said, I'm going to butcher names today. Um, two were scored by someone. Santos, I believe. Yeah, two were scored by Santos, and the last one of the game was scored by David Akam, um, who, in a bit of sad news, has been traded away, I think, to Cincinnati. Don't quote me on that. You should, I mean, I, pro- I should probably know. But he was traded away for uh, a nice chunk of change, uh, which meant that there was a spot open on the roster, which means that the Union have signed a new player. It is a player from the, uh, what's the name of the team? The Steel. I forget the whole thing. FC uh, Bethlehem, I think. The Bethlehem Steel. Um, but I think his name is Mickey Nigalina. Nigalina? I don't know. Uh, someone from the team, a midfielder, someone who can possibly uh, fill David Akam's spot. Uh, I did see a, um, a pretty sweet highlight uh, this this past week from him, um, which I'm trying to pull up as of right now. But yeah, it's been um, a fun ride with David, and hopefully uh, we get to see more uh more high level play like i like i continue to say love me some high level play from our teams and right now the union are just they're they're playing insane they're playing insane ball we can take a look ahead on saturday they are going to be playing away in Toronto, so uh, big week for Philadelphia and Toronto this week. One thing I do want to point out is uh, we are not the best team at home. If we go over to the standings real quick, take a quick look, we can see that as an away team, the Union are 1-2-2, two, and two. so hopefully we can uh, bring that record up a little bit, even it all out and uh, prove that it's not just us at home, it is us anywhere we can be a great threat. Um, So it's going to be interesting. I'm not sure if uh, the Union have announced whether or not they are going to be um, playing or fielding uh, Mickey, or uh, if he's at least going to be on the bench, or what's going to be happening. But if he is... A possibility of playing it'd be interesting to see him play uh in the mls and uh as for david good luck to you we wish you the best on all of your future endeavors here from the orange line uh and i don't know what more i can say about that but uh great stuff from the philadelphia union gotta love it got to love it but we're going to keep on rolling ahead. Some more news from some of our other fantastic Philadelphia sports teams this is going to be the Philadelphia Soul. I keep talking about it. They're back. God, it is so great to have this team back in play. 
and the fact that they're 2-0 right now. 2-0, again, it just feels good. It feels good as, 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 I, I don't know, a sports fan, a Philadelphia fan. It feels good to be one of those teams, one of the better teams, one of the tippy top teams. And that's what the Soul are. Um, and this week, a whole lot of Clash of Titans this week. This week we are going to uh, be back at home playing against the Albany Empire, who are also 2-0. and The only 2-0 and teams in all of the AFL as of right now. So it's going to be a pretty good battle to see who's going to walk out of this with that 3-0 and record. Now, as of right now, we have a pretty stacked team. Dan Radabaugh is uh, absolutely on fire. He was able to throw five touchdowns last week, uh, three of them to Aaron Washa, who has also been absolutely incredible. An interesting fact about Washa, he was able to get 208 yards in one game. And uh, the reason I bring that up, it might sound like a random fact, but in that one game, he was able to get 208 yards. Uh, Also, seven touchdowns. But what does all that mean? Well, that means that that's a franchise record. But who was he able to set that record upon? None other than the Albany Empire. So, maybe, just maybe, we could have their number. Maybe, just maybe, we could be the predator to their prey. I don't know. I think I'm liking our chances. I'm liking what we could possibly do. They have some good players as well. They have, uh, I believe, last year's Rookie of the Year um, and uh, last season's MVP as well. Um, But I'm not going to name them because they're not part of the Philadelphia Soul, and that means we do not care. We love Philly sports here on the orange line. If you don't know that by now, we like Philly. Philly's a pretty good city for sports, I believe. I think so. Um, but yeah, for the soul, keep up the good work. I'm going to be at the game, so be ready for another episode of Orange Line Live. You can follow that at Orange Line Pod on uh, Twitter. Be updated as the game goes on. I am absolutely rooting for the soul to pick up a huge win here and you know what i'm feeling confident about it i'm feeling so confident that we're gonna make that another dr phd pick of the week let's see it from the philadelphia soul good luck to you guys um on uh on saturday i will see you there but that brings us to one final team just one Who could it be? None other than your Philadelphia Phillies. Hooray! Um, This team is, I don't know, they're they're so up and down. They they went 4-2 in the past week, which is absolutely great. Winning both of the series, which is another good, good thing to see. 
plus picking up two wins over a NL East rival in the Washington Nationals. So I can't really complain. But at the same time, I do want to complain just a little bit. What is happening with some of our starters? Things seem a little off. Things seem a little weird with them. I think they aren't playing as well as some of them could. And uh, like I've already said before, the bats just aren't aligning with them. I think it would be a bit better if nothing was working and then everything was working. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to spitball off the top of my head, but it's not working. All I'm saying is that uh, Phillies had a good week this week. They were able to beat up a suffering Cardinals. I believe going into the series they had lost their last four games, three games, four games, something like that. Um, So we were able to beat up on them a little bit more after the first game where we just couldn't get anything going, going down zero to six. But we rallied back, kicking their butts on Tuesday with an 11 to one win uh, where we got to see Bryce Harper kind of get out of his slump a little bit, knock a homer, a very grand homer, a homer so good you can make a salami sandwich out of it. I apologize for that joke. Didn't land as well as I wanted it to. But, yeah, I feel pretty good about uh, the Phillies as of right now. They, they're they kind of rocking. They're kind of rolling a little bit. That is what we like to see here on the orange line. Um, and coming up in the next week... We have some pretty big games. We got three games away at uh, Kansas City playing the Royals Friday through Sunday. And then we have a big one. We have a long period of time of just baseball. It's going to be great to be a baseball fan. But Monday all the way up to next Thursday, we have the Milwaukee Brewers who seem to be... A little terrifying right now. Christian Yelich has me worried. Um, But if we're able to get things going, as we know this team can do, if the bats start swinging, if the pitchers start wheeling and dealing, we can absolutely see a few wins from us. Hopefully two series wins from us. Let's take it to the Milwaukee Brewers, and hopefully, hopefully, this could be a bit of foreshadowing. The Sixers win tonight. They go on to win Sunday. Let's play Milwaukee in the same week. Beat them up. It's going to be great. whole lot to speculate on, though, in terms of Philly sports. So who knows? Who knows where this could go, what this could mean but I'm looking forward to it, as always. So thank you so much for joining me today on the Orange Line. It's always a thrill. Uh, as for everything else to talk about, mm, I hope things are well. I hope things are good. Uh, I'm still trying to figure some out, some fine details out for the podcast. If you have any ideas for me, please let me know. I would love to hear some of your opinions. Um, Feel free to send those opinions 
to at Dr. PhD, D-O-C-T-E-R-P-H-D. That's going to be on Twitter. If you want to follow the podcast, that's going to be at Orange Line Pod. Um, and if you're on Facebook, feel free to like us. I believe the page is going to be the Orange Line Podcast, uh, where in, I'll say, the coming days, the coming weeks, I'm going to be uh, starting to do a little bit of blogs, just talking about you know, what games are happening for the day, a little bit of facts that you might uh, want to know, have it be a little bit more analytical than um, what I do here on the Orange Line. So if that's something you're into, please be on the lookout for that. That's going to be on Facebook at the Orange Line Podcast. So we have two Dr. PhD picks of the week. What could the third one be? It's not going to be Monday Night Raw because that has been poo-poo for the last little bit. And I don't believe it's going to be Grandson again either. If you listen to him, I hope you like him. I think he's really cool. Got a really cool sound to him. But I'm not going to pick any more music. I'm going to go a bit more obscure, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a video game. If you haven't gone out and played uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2, I believe, you should do it. It's a really fun game. Um, It's a game that I admittedly always forget about it um, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, very fun. I should probably talk a little bit more enthusiastically about it. But other than that, I don't know. Oh, a piece of news that I forgot. The uh, the grand finals for the OWL Overwatch League is going to be held in Philadelphia in the Wells Fargo Center. So hooray! We're finally going to get it. I will see some of you people there because, like I have already said, I love me some top-tier play of some top-tier sports, and that is going to be Overwatch League coming in June, July. It's coming. So we're going to be excited about that. I hope you are too. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen, and I will see you next time.